Hey Chiefs Kingdom, this is Mitch Holtis, voice of the Chiefs. To stay at the top of their game, the Chiefs have trusted the University of Kansas Health System for their care. And you can trust them to care for you too. Whether you're a pro athlete, a student athlete, or a fan who likes to stay active, the care remains the same. Because the University of Kansas Health System cares for the entire Chiefs Kingdom. To request an appointment, visit kansashealthsystem.com slash chiefs. Yeah, well, uh, welcome to our six or so guests so far. Um, you know, we're going to just talk about, you know, it's the first week of the playoffs, I guess you want to call it that. So, um, I, you know, we'll start off maybe just talking a little bit. And then if you guys have any questions or any comments, we're, we're happy to open the floor up. Um, so I'll, I'll ask the first question to you, Dion, since you're usually the one asking me the questions. Um, of, all the, of all the games this week, what's the – I know there's some, some kind of dogs out there, but what are the, what's the one you're looking forward to the most? Well, you know, the first week's always tough. You're always looking for five. I think on the Missouri side, class six, um, the district with Liberty, Liberty North is the number one seed. You've got several good games in that district. In the, in the two, um, two seven game, you've got Staley and Park Hill South. Uh, the three six, you've got Park Hill and Rockers, and then you've got a rematch of last week, Blue Spring South and, and Liberty. The Blue Spring South won that game pretty handily. Um, it's uh, those are ones to keep an eye on. Then there's some in the Kansas side. You got to look for eight nine games and. Or some some uh, seven ten games, uh, and you know you got St. James and a Baser Linwood going out in the first round uh, in four A, and then Shawnee Mission Northwest and Blue Valley West is an eight nine game in six A. So that's kind of kind of the, uh, the the ones that I keep an eye on each each year at this time because there'll be some blowouts, there'll, there'll be some bloodletting, yeah. no doubt. Uh, some games with um, with some big time uh, running clocks, and I'm glad to see that it looks like Kansas has amended their running clock rule, and it's now closer to Missouri. It's a thirty five in the second half. I saw that last week on a few games that were going instead of the 45 in the fourth quarter, which it used to be. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's funny. You mentioned I was doing a little prep for this because I usually don't – I mean, full disclosure, I'm more of the Missouri guy than a Kansas guy when it comes to this stuff. And I noticed uh, when I was looking at it, yeah, that, that Blue Valley um, West, Shawnee Mission Northwest game jumped out to me because I think I expected Blue Valley West not to be three and five. I think they are going into it right now. I'm like, man, they played Staley close. They, they beat Blue Valley Northwest. That just tells you that sometimes I don't look at the schedules, I guess. But um, – yeah, I know. I think that one's a good one for me. And, you know, we always joke, you know, nobody wants to play Kelly Donahoe in the playoffs, but I would reverse that and say, no one wants to play this Park Hill offense in the playoffs either. Um, so that's, that's two games that, that really kind of, I think are going to be interesting ones to watch this week. And then, you know, going down kind of the classes, you know, in class five, Belton's getting healthy and they're playing a Smith Cotton team. I think they can beat. And then that would set up an interesting um, district semifinal match between, you know, Green Valley and, and Belton. Because what we saw Belton, you know, for a half last week, they looked really, really good against Carney. Now, I don't know how focused Carney was necessarily, but uh, there's, there's, some, there's some interesting games as you move down the, the, the brackets this, this week. Yeah, I think those are, those are ones to keep an eye on. You know, um, with Ray Pack going down and playing um, Joplin's going to be interesting. Uh, Lisa Lisa West down at Sprinkle Kick. You know, those teams, I'm, I'm not sure who they play. You know, I know who they play. I'm not sure the level come. You know, Nixon was getting first place in the rankings, and they lost to the Republic. Uh, you know, you know, not apples to apples, but the schedule Rockridge and Nixon and places like that play is not the schedule, but uh, Park Hill, Park Hill South, Blue Spring, Blue Spring South. Those teams, I'm talking about teams that aren't, you know, are in the middle of the pack side teams or those are a little above, not just the Liberty North and the Lee Summit North. So yeah. uh, those are the yeah, no, I, you know, I think you're right. I think that that uh, that Joplin Ray Peck game is interesting to me because I feel like that's a game that if Ray Peck can figure out how to make like three stops in it, they may have a chance. 
but I don't know that they've made more than three or four stops in a game in a, in a game all year. So that's <laughs> I, and I can say that as a Ray Peck uh, taxpayer. So that's where your, where your taxes right. are right now. Yeah, exactly. Um, they also. But, she is. That's my wife. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. So those are kind of some games that, that jump out to me. Um, you know, kind of looking down the bracket a little bit. Um, you know, I, I think there's a there's an interesting game to me between Lawson and Trenton. Um, I think Lawson's played a pretty tough schedule so far this year um, in the KCI. You know, and I I think it'll be it's always interesting to me to see these teams kind of go kind of out of their little region for a game. So that one's that one's interesting to me. And then Pembroke Hill in class two, you know, they played a pretty good schedule. And then Nob Noster, who was I think seven and zero before or six and zero rather before playing, you know, kind of a murderer's row those last three weeks. It'll be interesting to see what, what happens in that game as well. You know, there's always you know when when you start matching up schedules and who's played what and that kind of thing. And, and you know, you, you look at like got a podcast that's going to be up on the site uh, tomorrow with Blue Valley Southwest Coast work and. You know, they go through the grinder of, of the BKL, uh, and now they're out, and they're in a bracket, in the whole core of their bracket. They've got Topeka Seaman, and then the other side of them, they play the winner of Emporia and Topeka Highland Park. You know, they've got a nice little spot there. They can make some hay. Um, you know, and, and it's I feel bad for Topeka Seaman. They've had Southwest the last two years, and Southwest has ended their season, and here they are again uh, hosting a playoff game, and that, that they're probably the underdog in. Um, so those are some interesting games. You get Sumner, who's got a home playoff game in 5A. Uh, I guess Topeka West with a chance to win that. They, they're the five seed. Over there, and then in four A, you know, you got um, like we already talked about the St. James base game. Um, that's a good one. And then uh, you know, teams that have have uh, uh, had some good wins this year. Tonganoxy uh, has had some good wins, but the, you know they've gone through the frontier league already once. They're getting your door. Um, that's going to be interesting. Uh, Actress is the one seed over there, so it'll be curious to see how long they'll go. Um, so no, it's it's definitely a, a situation where. Uh, it's going to be a it's going to be an interesting night, I believe. Yeah, you know, there's a there's a game. I, I was looking at some of those, you know, eight, nine, seven, ten games in Kansas. I'm curious to see how Washington does going down and playing at Pittsburgh, because Washington, you know, has played some teams fairly competitively and they've won the games they should win. You know, they're, they're three and what three and six overall. It'll be I'll be curious to see how they do because Pittsburgh was a team that played Smithville and I think they lost. I'd have to go back and look, thirty five to seven or something like that. Um, that would be a big boost, I feel like, for Washington and Coach Smith to kind of, you know, go win a playoff game. Yeah, and, and you know, this, they stepped out and played Flamigo uh, um, earlier this year and got a, got a look at what that looked like. So that's not that they're going to be um, scared of. I know I said Tom and you go Tom and I which is one of our rematch three games that's coming out tomorrow. Um, and that's that's going to be an interesting one because, you know, Piper's had some good wins well, as well, but uh, once these teams kind of get out of the city and they come south and play some of these teams, it kind of shows, you know, we've seen what the Asian St. James has done the last eight years. Uh, now, Aquinas is down there, too. Right. So, it's interesting on that side. But, uh, you know, that's kind of how it is. You know, as we go through this here, we've been going at it for about 10 minutes. You want to see if anybody has any questions? Yeah, so who, who have, has questions? Let's 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 hear it. I know there's a there's 10 or 15 of us on here. Let's see anybody's. Got a question? Or if not, if I'm trying to like school. Um, <laughs> I will say it's funny. Coach, I see Coach Diener from Holden on here. Um, our, our buddy Joe Andrews said somebody voted for Holden number ten in the in the poll this week, and I'll I'll uh, be the one to say it. I did it, so it was I'm your one point in the class two poll this year. But you know, Holden. Sorry, go ahead, Dion. 
I don't know if you were going to say something there. Um, you know, I think seeing what Holden's done this year, that's, that's a, that's a program I feel like is, is on the rise. So I'm, I'm curious to see what, you know, what this, what this little playoff run run works for them in their district. And, you know, as we look at, you know, next year as well. I, you know, I like this time of year because I'm not, a, I'm not a fan. I think I'm, I wrote a call about it. I don't know how much of a fan I am of everybody making play. I think in class six, I think it's fine uh, because all those teams are pretty close in size. I, you know, there's some games out there that are going to happen this week. You got Harmon, Mill Valley, and Turner and Soto. Would those teams crush? If they I don't know if playing a game and getting beat five to nothing is really awesome. uh, so I don't know if I'm in love with the, the uh, that part of it. I know that in, in the Missouri side where they evened out the class two through five, and so a lot of the ones and some of the twos and fives. I know some coaches love that. I think that's interesting. You know, maybe, you know, maybe that can be done uh, on the Kansas side as well. Maybe fifteen and sixteen. Play each other. Right. Because uh, when you see the one to 16, it's, there's a pretty big disparity there when you're. Yeah. Any hot. Yeah, no, I think that's, I think you're, you're exactly right. And I, I, I will say, talking about Kansas City Central, that's a team that, you know, there's a few teams that, for whatever reason, didn't, did, chose not to play in the postseason. And I'm not going to disparage them or know what, you know, I don't know exactly what's going on with some of those, but. To see Kansas City Central with just you know sixteen guys stick it out, I mean that's a it would been really easy for them to call it call it you know three weeks three or four weeks ago, but they they stuck it out and that's a it's a it's a nice thing to see I guess is what I'm trying to say. The sad fact of it is that uh, that might be their last game as they talk about closing that. That's right. You know we were talking about that. There's a couple teams them and then you know on the complete opposite end of the spectrum, you've got St. Mary's over in St. Louis that's ranked number two in Class Four. And the talk of the diocese over there is shutting down. So, you know, yeah, I, think they, I, think it's yeah, I, I did hear from somebody that maybe there was a, a push potentially to get some private funding on that. But, you know, we're still we're a long ways from from there. But, it, you know, all these things impact, you know, teams, teams dropping off impacts. It, it moves teams up and down classes. I mean, you look at center, you know, if there was a couple more teams, where do they go? In the state? You know, are they class three this year if there's a couple bigger teams? And, you know, looking all the way down to class one, you know, dogs make a lot of noise. Um, Lafayette County would probably be one of the next teams to drop to class one from class two. And they're, you know, number two in the state right now. So it could all look a lot different next year. And, you know, they could always change it though, where, where they make it. So the classes balance out a little differently. You never know. Yeah. You know, I know they, they want to keep 64 in class one in Missouri. Um, the question is, is that really sustainable? You know, is that really the idea to do? But I, I know that some of those, those class one schools don't necessarily want to buff up to class two because there's, there's a big difference in, uh, you know, what's going on there. So that's, uh, that's kind of the feeling there, but no, I think, I think it's going to be an interesting week. Um, you know, I, I, I like, I've kind of grown to, to you know, like I said, I, I think there's some games that don't need to be played, but I think everybody having a chance is also a good thing too. And, and I think that, you know, somebody seems to get buys in the first round is not a bad thing as well. And I know that, uh, as we get moving, I, I personally think next week and the two weeks after that are, are the three best weeks of high school football in the Kansas City Metro. You got your district semis and finals, and then quarterfinals, um, and that's that's really kind of to me the, the, the classes one through five, and it's semifinals, quarterfinals, and uh, the second round. I guess you say in Kansas. Uh, I don't. If there's any Kansas listeners out there, I, I don't want to offend you 
how I don't use the word substate because I don't like that word because it's, it's really should be called semifinals. Plus, it means different things in different sports, so it, it's not my favorite word. I'm not trying to offend anybody, but I know the substate and my districts and you know that meaning uh, across the across the landscape. But uh, no, it's uh, the next after this week is you know there's some good games this week, and then next week uh, start some really good games. You know, there's there's some good semifinals. You talked about that Belton, you know, possible Belton Grand Valley matchup, um, possible Raytown Raytown South. A matchup. There's, there's uh, a team I want to talk about. Reach out south. Uh, we're over the last two seasons. Um, are three and six this year, but they got a home playoff game, uh, and so that really, to me, um, Coach Harris really has done a good job with that team, getting them turned around, getting things um, moving in the right direction. And it's their first home playoff game since 2016. In fact, when uh, Coach Harris, who was a Reach out south alum, uh, when he uh, was coaching at Van Horn. Uh, it's his first season, so that's the first time in six years that, that Raytown South had a home playoff game, and uh, that says a lot right there about what they what they've done. And, and uh, there's a podcast, and we got a little video and audio with uh, Coach Harris up on the site right now. Um, that he he talks about his team and how they've just done a good job of getting better. And, and I think that when you know when the when those teams like Grandview and Raytown South and, and Ruskin, if they start to get better, and I, I think they can, that just makes football here in Kansas City better. You saw Van Horn go six and three this year. Um, you saw St. Michael go. Uh, eight and one, and win the Crossroads Conference. You're ready seven and two. Uh, some of those teams in that Crossroads Conference uh, doing really well this year. So that's it's a uh, it's an interesting playoff season to say the least. You know, you got a lot of the you know, usual suspects at the top, uh, but you know, you got some some teams in top positions that haven't been there before, or not been there before, but been a while. You got Olathe South and Olathe West is the the two and the three seeds in in Kansas six A on, on the on the east side. And uh, Ron Litchfield came over and has done a fantastic job. Craig Lewis was there before. He had done a good job with that team. Uh, they won a playoff game last year, and he retired. And Ron Litchfield, who used to be a part of the South, and spent some time in Iowa. He came over and and uh, did a good job with that with that team. So uh, playoffs are definitely interesting time. Nicole, um, when you look back at some of the stuff you've covered, is there any? I mean, you know, we, we've talked about it now. Is there any game that stuck out in your mind as one of the best playoff games you've ever covered? You know what? I mean, I'm trying to think of those first couple weeks games. Um, there was a game a couple of years ago, right when Lee Summit North was kind of on their beginning their ascent. I feel like they had a there was a playoff game I covered there that was a, a pretty great one between them and Rockhurst. Um, oh yeah, it was a district final. I remember that. That was a, it was a district final. That was a big one. Um, you know that Lee Summit West Staley game. What was it? Two thousand and and eight. Twenty eleven. It all runs. It wasn't two thousand eight. I was still star then. Twenty eleven. Those are probably are two of them. You know, and then I think about. It was a state championship game that Raytown South was in. Well, that have been two thousand. That probably would have been two thousand eight, where it was back and forth um, in the final minutes. I think they're playing one of the Hazelwood schools, and I think I rewrote my story something like four times in the last ten minutes of the game. So those are some that just jump out, you know, right off the top of my head. Yeah, man, that was, that was a tough beat for Coach David Alley. He's out in Great Valley and doing a fantastic job down there. And um, that Great Valley team is really, uh, after a, a one and two start, has really stepped up and, and played. Really like the team I thought they would be. I, I watched them play Florida Sage the first week of the season. You talked to both coaches. That one's not going in the Hall of Fame. That tape's not going uh, to, to teach anybody. They have a lot of mistakes, a lot of turnovers, just kind of an ugly game. And um, they both, both those teams struggled kind of out of the box and uh, not really struggled, but just had you know some tough losses. Uh, but they really have righted the ship and are playing fantastic football. And Grand Valley got a big one over Blue Spring South uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, and that's a, uh, a game that uh, I think that says a lot about both those schools, you know, where they're at, you know, Blue Spring South. Coming off a, a, a one a one and nineteen the last two years, really three and twenty or four and twenty seven the, the three previous years, and, and they go six and three this year. They got a home playoff game for the first time since twenty fifteen when they were undefeated and won a state championship. So 
uh, it, it says a lot about that program coming back and, and the good win by Grand Valley over them about three weeks ago. So, uh, you know, Grand Valley is one to watch. You know, they've been there. They've been in the quarterfinals the last few years. Uh, they were, you know, class four, and then they moved to class five, didn't Platte County both. And um, then, then on the north side, you got Florida Sage playing well in that district. But also Oak Park, I think, is one of the stories this year. Cole, don't you think it, how Coach Clemens got them? To yeah. The best no, I, I do. And I think they've, you know, they got off that quick start, and they are, uh, you know, it feels – this is kind of the first time probably in 12, 13, 14 years where, you know, Oak Park seems like they're, they're a real um, – they're a real threat to go win a district couple of district playoff games and, and, you know, kind of roll the dice out there and see what happens. Yeah. I think that, that, that that's a team that, um, like I said, it's been, it's probably been every bit of at least the uh, preps KC started in 2010. I started the radio show in 2009 and uh, they were not very good then. Um, they really had, I mean, like five wins was kind of the benchmark that they had been going on over the last decade. And I think this is the best record. In that. Yeah. That's an Oak Park team that, you talk about playoff games, and it wasn't only a playoff game; it was the old district playoff game. The Oak Park Blue Springs game back in 2003, when Oak Park was undefeated and Blue Springs beat them in the Ron Wilson State Championship. Um, you know, those Oak Park teams back in the day were just juggernauts. Now I know Staley opened in, in 2007 or eight, I think. Uh, I think it was 2008. Yeah, changed the landscape up in the, north of the river um, and changed how you know Oak Park was. Uh, but you know, in that time, you know, we they, they really kind of struggled. But the, the coach one has done a fantastic job getting that. Uh, group turned around. Those are, I think, Oak Park and, and Blue Springs South are probably the biggest turnaround stories this year. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, no, for sure. Those are the two that you you talk about, and you you're just like, okay, yeah, these are. And we we kind of talked, you know, early in the season, we're like, okay, if, if Blue Springs South can win for, after the first week or two, it's like, okay, maybe they're, you know, four wins sounds good. And now it's like, okay, they may go make some noise, and you know, they they may win a district game, and then, you know, they just roll the dice out there against against Liberty North and see what happens. So yeah, those are those are two nice. Um, um, stories this year. I'll tell you a team outside of the Metro. Well, two teams outside of the Metro that one especially has been North Platte this year. Um, hadn't won a game in, I don't know. It'd been a, it'd been a few years. Um, and it wasn't like they, I mean, they're, they played Carrollton this week who they should be, you know, they're looking at probably a six and five record this season, which is, you know, that's, that's a nice turnaround. And, and I think for most people at North Platte, if you said, Hey, you're going to go beat Hamilton this year or Penny, you, you take that. Also north of the river, we talked about it a little bit. Talk about Belton. Carney just stormed out of the gates and never looked back. They're just right. the rank number one, and I think that, you know they're gonna, that district's gonna be tough. Little's gonna be tough uh, to get out of. But um, Coach Logan comes in and they hit the ground running. Uh, I mean, they really, you know, did everything they needed to do, and uh, I think that says a lot about uh, that town. And, and um, that, you know, they weren't down. It's not like they went one in nine, <laughs> right? <laughs> Six and four last year, uh, but Carney, when Carney's good football, football Kansas City is good. That's my first lot of towns, and having called in 2015, being what city, as someone who's a fan of Kansas City football, there was nothing better than that. Um, <laughs> no, no, I'm with you. Call on that, or the, uh, the TV on that. That was fun. Um, you know, it, it's Carney's a great place to go watch football. It's a great town, and you know, Smithville's had a good run the last few years, and now Carney's kind of back in there, and so along with Black County. Um, I think it's I think it's great that those three schools played each other basically in the first three weeks of the season. Right, they were around Robin because Black County uh, moved out to a different conference and they got all in. And and if you're looking for a three way rivalry, that's as good as it gets. Yeah, so. no, for sure. And if you look at the first three weeks of Carney's season, you know all they did was beat Platte County in overtime, go on the road and beat Fort Osage, and then beat Smithville by one. So I think it's you know 
I think a lot of attention is being rightfully paid to Carney, but that field goal goes in for Smithville, and it's a whole different. You know, everybody's like, "Oh, here we go, here's same old Smithville." So that's that's a big game coming up, and likely if they make it to the district finals. They couldn't finish games two years, and then they get up big on Lee Summit, almost give it away, and then win that game, or you know, pulling out games. It, that's the funny thing about kids and, and, and football, and is that confidence is such a huge thing. It's a it's a huge swing back and forth. And you see, and you see that, and and when kids really get it and they're confident, it's fun. Um, it's it's like Carney's, you know, they won those close games, did what they had to do, and then then after that, it was Katie bar the door. I mean, they were just... right? Yeah. No, you're exactly right. Well, so, do you why, let's let's get... Get... so go ahead. So last week was not a a stunner to me that Dalton played a tough, especially Geo Mac, the quarterback, came back. Uh, that was a good game. That was a good game for Carney to come back and get that win, because hey, ain't no, it, you know, you know, you got the one seed. You know, look. Olathe North last week knew they had the one seed and got beat by the Orange Free State. So it's easy to have that letdown game right before the playoffs start, especially if you know you're locked into your spot. Right. I thought for them to come back and finish that game the way they did. And, and, and so, you know, it says a lot about Belton playing better, but also a lot about Carter. Yeah, absolutely. Well, before we hop off, let's give uh, our dozen or so listeners one chance, um, including KSHP's Mick Schaefer, who just joined. Uh, anybody who has any questions, you know, any, any questions, happy to answer them or thoughts or Comments, I guess, before we hop off of here. Maybe the only blue check mark I think on our list here. <laughs> he immediately moved to the top. That was kind of funny how that works. So he definitely uh, earned that blue check mark. It took a long time for him to get that. <laughs> for sure. So, all right. Well, um, I guess if there's nothing else, we can. We can wrap this one up. Was, this is fun. We do, we'll have to do it again next week. Yeah, we can do it again next week, and we appreciate everyone for stopping in. It's something we uh, thought we'd try, and, and it will build a little thing here. Like I said, if you got any questions or like that, you know, feel free to jump in and ask it. Um, there are no bad questions. <laughs> Only bad answers from the host. So I'll, I'll channel my teaching wife. And that's, uh, no, it's fun. Anytime you get a chance to talk football. And, uh, we got one. We got one from Glenn Harris. Can you uh, can you make him? I don't know how to do this. Right. I got it. Glenn, what's up? Oh, he's connecting. You lose him? Nope. Okay, now he's Glenn. What's How's up, Glenn? Good. Uh, I was just had a question. I was wondering with the playoffs approaching, um, how is Center High School looking with with their record, what they did in the regular season, and the momentum they have going forward. What are, their, what are their chances looking like? I will take this one. I think their chances are very good. Um, I think they are as talented as any football team, one to twenty-two in the city. Um, their depth is their biggest issue. They don't—they aren't as deep as a lot of teams, uh, but their players can play with anybody. And um, they're in a district that's going to be—you know—they've got some good teams in their district. You know, Harris, Dillon, Warren, first and teams like that. And then if they get out, they're going to have to play the winner of the Carney district, which would be tough. Uh, and if they have to get past that, they would probably have to play St. Mary's, who's the you know was the number one team, and I want to say title last year in Class Three. That being said, I think they can play with anybody. I think this is the best chance for center uh, to go deep since maybe 2012 or 2013, I think, when they lost to Maryville in a quarterfinal, and then Maryville went on to beat uh, John Burroughs with some guy named Ezekiel Elliott. Um, so yeah, I, I think center's a really good football team. That was smart because Coach DeLong's listening. I can see so. <laughs> He doesn't want to talk about him. I know that. (laughs) All right. Well. Anybody else? Nick doesn't want to jump in and ask a question. Make himself heard. 
I like Mill Valley's chances this week. I'll say that. You like what? I like Mill Valley's chances this I like week. Chances this week too. That's where Nick's sons have played. Oh, he's asking me how does he talk? Does he have to? How does that I think happen? you have to request. Yeah, you have to request. This is two, so yeah, we're all figuring this out tonight. Here, let me just see if I can make him. Hold on. Uh, I think you can make him a speaker, right? Or co-host? Yeah, let's see if I can do that here. Invite speakers. Shaker. All right. He should have an invite now. Thank you. Oh, maybe. Still says listener. Invite to speak. I hit the button again. I invite to speak. Maybe, maybe I have more power. Maybe. Yeah, we'll give him another minute, and then if that doesn't work, we'll, we'll hop off of here. I will say is we're getting closer here um, to playoffs and, and uh, you know, closer to the playoffs are here, but uh, we're going to have a lot of stuff um, on awards as we get closer to the end of the season. Um, you know, the Smoney Awards are coming, and those are always a great thing, and you'll start to see more on that. And, of course, uh, we're partnered uh, with the Smoney Awards, which is presented by uh, the McCarthy Auto Group, a great sponsor of us, and the Smoney Awards, and, of course, uh, KSHB 41, where Mick is, they do a great job, and a lot of those awards are announced uh, live on KSHB. And, um, uh, that's like that's really been a fun thing. That was kind of one of those things, Cole. It came out of the pandemic, um, where we announced like the pandemic year, we announced everything on KSHB. We couldn't have a big ceremony, but the, we've done the other awards during the week, and and I think that's really kind of a way to highlight those awards. A lot of those awards, people didn't know who won them because uh, they didn't go to our site um, or you know the coverage of that sometimes, and that'd be about it. But uh, now with um, with the KSHB partnering uh, with the Smoking Awards and with us, it's really been a great way to uh, get those other four awards. Um, the, if you're not familiar with the Smoking Awards for Best All-Around Player, then there's the Fontana's Best All-Around Player Small Schools, which is Class 1 through 4 on Missouri side, Class 1 through 4 on the Kansas side. Um, then you have the uh, Buck Buchanan, which is the best big school, Class 5 and 6. Uh, Lyman, linebacker. Um, and so, uh, and then you have the Bobby Bell, which is the small school, Lyman, linebacker. Uh <laughs> Mick is telling us he's yelling at the computer. He can't figure it out. So uh, we'll try that again next week with Mick. But uh, no. Yeah. You have to do it on your phone, I think. Yeah, that's what it is. You have to do it on your phone. Because um, I tried to do it on my computer and it, and it didn't. But uh, no. Um, and then you have the Otis Taylor Award, which is for best receiver. And it's going to be, you talk about an, uh, an award that's going to be deep this year. That, that Otis Taylor Award is going to be really deep. And um, they're all going to be pretty deep this year. And, and uh, you'll start to see our Simone Watch coming up. Uh, again, here soon on the Simone Award site. And I you know, encourage you, if you are a, a fan of, of the awards or just want to know more about the awards, go to thesimoneawards.com. It's got all the winners in history um, out there as well and some great videos um, as we uh, build that site out uh, over time. Uh, it's really a great thing that they do every year. So now it's uh, it's that time. I mean, we're we're sniffing Halloween's next week. Uh, it's the last week of, you know, what everybody playing. So um, hats off to the, the kids who play this weekend and, uh, and a lot of them will be putting up the pads for the last time. Um, and so that's uh, bittersweet, but also, you know, great for those kids who do what they did uh, playing high school football and then actually stick it out and going for years or, you know, going the years that they uh, – we have one request. What's up, guys? A request from East Buck. And we got Mick on. So we're, we're making, making great progress here. So um, – East Buck football fan page. What do you got? Uh, I was asking uh, or wondering, is there a way to nominate individuals for those awards? Um, there's quite a few players within our conference that uh, I think uh, could definitely be, you know, in the running for some of that stuff. Even though it's class one, you know, there's some, some pretty solid players down here. Yes. Uh, usually I get with all the coaches in that league. And, uh, if they, 
and we go from there. Okay. So that's kind of how. And you are. There are several players in your league. <laughs> also, question two: What's your what's your outlook on the the class one uh, race for the year? Uh, I'm bi- I'm biased. I've been voting you guys number one all season, even with the losses to Savannah. So <laughs> that's how I feel. Uh, I'll, let me let me have a shot at this one. I, I, yeah, so I, I, I feel good. I, I think East Buck feels should feel good about things. However, I will say East Buck's run potential run to a state title. Maybe if, if they can make it and win a state title, they'll have no tougher run than anybody in the state because they're looking at, you know, playing Midbuck again and then likely playing Chris Holtz Gallatin team. And then then you're running into who I think is maybe the sleeper right now, and that's Duchenne over in St. Louis, who was a class three quarterfinal team two years ago. And all they're doing is, I mean, they had MICDS on the ropes in the second half last week. So that being said, I, I, I vote of East Buck number one every week as well. So. We'll see what happens. And I think it would help East Buck. You know, we talked about center depth. East Buck's got sixty kids. Um, yep. That's you don't see that in class one, and that's that's a huge thing that you know, not, not just injuries, but you're able to sell kids and their pressure as, as the season goes. And uh, no, like I said, we're I'm I'm pretty impressed with East Buck. Uh, I'm a, at least I think that the fact that they almost came back and beat a class three Savannah team that only has one loss. Says a lot about that right there that they're able to compete at that level. I mean, sixty kids is a class three size size school, so not 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 to not to be nitpicking, but they have sixty three on the roster. <laughs> I think when I was out there the first day of practice, it was sixty five. Yeah, said. yeah, and it, it got tuned down a little bit, and uh, a few kids dropped off. But yeah, sixty three was the final on there. Um, also, you mentioned North Platte a little bit ago. I got I got to give props to them, but you know they they haven't they before this season they haven't won a game in three years. And to be honest with you, uh, just from my perspective, I think they will give Midbuck everything they can handle uh, second round of the district playoffs. Didn't they give Midbuck? Didn't they almost beat Midbuck? Yes, they did. They had about three, three and a half quarters of really solid play against Midbuck, and then they kind of shot themselves in the foot at the end. Um, but you live and learn, and, you know, that's hard to do twice in a year. And let's be honest, you'd rather play, you, you don't want to play Midbuck twice this year anyway, do you? Uh, I, I'll be honest with you. Um, from my perspective, I mean, we had a very solid game against Midbuck. Um, my son personally had 20 tackles against him. I'm, I, I'm, I'm not opposed to either one. <laughs> Bring him on. That's, that's what you got to be. Okay. Hey, you have anything to add to this evening? Is you a, a Does this count as our podcast tomorrow? Dion, can I count this as Snap Tackle Pod? We still have to record our, record our podcast for our dozens of fans. <laughs> of them. Actually, I go to every Friday night and go about games. They, they're always listening. They always bring up uh, what we said. And they always tell me, uh, we should talk more Mill Valley. And uh, yeah. Yes, I, the, the, the one thing that, uh, that is the fun part about what we do is doing this, doing podcasts, our radio show. If you, if you haven't listened to our radio show before, it's on our podcast page on Thursdays and it's on uh, 94.5 FM and 15.10 AM. Um, yes, in Kansas City, the, the boys over at Union Broadcasting, that's where our, our radio show is each week from 4 to 6 on Fridays. we got a lot of podcasts with, with coaches and um, interviews with people. And, of course, Meg and I do our podcast each week. And uh, that only goes off the rails occasionally. I only right. had uh, people in 4A in Kansas mad at me last year only for a little bit. But <laughs> that seems to have ebbed. <laughs> well, I don't know if you guys talked about it. I, I, I'll, my question will be this. With the 5A bracket, maybe not as other years, although I'm looking forward to a potential uh, USD 2-2 matchup with, uh, with DeSoto. They, those guys come in our place for once. Uh, 6A on the east side really, really is compelling, I think. 
I think there's three teams out of the Sunflower and two out of the EKL that could, that could get to state. I don't know which one. I, I would have put my money on Olathe the North. I probably still would, but they showed that they were vulnerable last week. And I would just throw out a, a dark horse on Olathe the South. They have, they have the best quarterback we faced this year. Bryce Northberg is very underrated. He's really, really good. Well, and I think another team that, that flew under the radar uh, because they lost the game early is Olathe West. Yes. Jason McGrath, their quarterback's outstanding. And, and um, that's those two teams, Olathe South, Olathe West, Got to watch. You got to watch out for those two teams. I think they're really well coached and um, and and really good football teams. And I, I think that you know, not that long ago, Olathe teams outside of even Olathe North wasn't quite where they are right now. But you have uh, four Olathe teams hosting playoff games. Um, yeah, that, that hasn't happened in a while. So that's why you got some Thursday games, and you, you possibly have Thursday games again next week too. So hats off to that district and how their football programs are playing. And I, I think you're right. And 6A, I think that's I think those are teams to watch. And um, we talked about Blue Valley West and Shawnee Mission Northwest earlier. Shawnee Mission Northwest may have the best players in the city in Malik Oedis. Um, and Blue Valley West has been incredibly inconsistent all season. Uh, we do picks every week on our show, and, and I, I put Blue Valley West in there a lot. I think I picked them right all season long. In fact, Coach Wong's gone, who's my co-host, said he, when he saw the picks last week, and Blue Valley West was the first one, he's like, you got to be kidding me. And uh, <laughs> I had to blow my own horn, but I went 9-1 last week, and the only game I lost was Blue Valley West because I picked them to beat Blue Valley and they lost. So uh, you don't know what you're going to get out of Blue Valley week to week, which has got to scare the crap out of everybody else. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's definitely uh, going to be an interesting – I think it's really open in 6A uh, on both sides, because I don't know if Manhattan and Derby are world beaters. Uh, yeah, well, I, they're not, but I, I feel like Derby would going to come back up and, and get Manhattan the second time they face. That's my I, prediction. And, and hats off to Lawrence Free State. You know, forgetting the win over Lathan North last week and winning four. They're, they're, they're coming out of nowhere. Yes. We kind of wrote them off at the beginning of the season, but they've got some nice wins putting over Lawrence, too. Yeah. I mean, they beat Lawrence and, and Lathan North in back-to-back weeks. Stewart's done a fantastic job in, uh, with that group this year. And we talked to him last week, and he kind of laughed. And he goes, well, we've just been real quiet about it. We're just trying to go along with our – they replaced 18 starter team from last year. So his, his, his uh, second year, I think, was the COVID year, and they didn't win a game. And – he says he likes to think – he just acts like it doesn't happen. It didn't happen. It wasn't there. So, well, if we got no more uh, questions, we're going to wrap this up. But uh, yeah. we would like it uh, – we'll do it again. I think it's a, a great uh, tool. And don't be afraid to ask questions and get in the mix. And uh, uh, we appreciate everyone who stopped by. And um, we will do it again next week. Thanks, everybody. Thanks a lot. Now the question is, how do I end it? <laughs> you just hit leave. We'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, everyone.